is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pitches Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. So, no Terrence again this weekend, and those of you in our fan group might know, actually, not everyone in the fan group might know this. Those that are friends with Terrence outside of the fan group might know this. We might not have Terrence for a little bit. Unfortunately, his laptop was stolen from him. Yeah. And uh, makes it more difficult to record. We're, we're seeing what we can do to get him back in the game sooner. Uh, but for for the time being, it might just be me and uh, me and Mr. Micah over here. And uh, I will tell you, this week's show is fucking loaded. Jam-packed yeah. news show. Um, Happy MLK Day <laughs> for your this is this uh, this fully loaded docket brought to you by the dreams of one man uh, and uh, the reality of the failure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we do have a five star review though. We're going to skip what we've been playing because um, there's too much news. But we do have a five star review. Uh, this is from and I already. I lost it that quickly because I am horrible. For some reason, I didn't. Uh, I didn't copy the part that had the username. Uh, Adamant five six seven says another podcast review, and he says this is a really great show. I love hearing about video games from people that are really good at video games. Personally, I like puzzle games, but hearing about high level play and fighting video games is very fascinating to me. If anything, it might interest me in buying more aggressive video games. I want to send a big shout out to the fan group that will not criticize you for the types of video games that you like and play. Also, I love the personalities of the show. It grabs you. Great show. Love Dense Pixels. So, Thank you, Adam. Very good, yes. Thank you for the five-star review. Um, I don't know if we get to talk about high-level play. No, we don't. Terrence, Terrence does. And look, if we're being honest, like Terrence just like... It's one of those things where it's like those who can do and those who can't teach like Terrence is very high level on very, very specific games <laughs> where it's like he won't even touch other fighting games. We need to, I guess we need to talk about more puzzle games too. Uh, I, I like puzzle games. They're just, there are, um, there are specific, you know, types of puzzles that I like and I get frustrated really, really quickly. So that's why you don't see me talk about too many of them. My cat's trying to break out of the uh, the studio. Uh, Hilariousness. Goddamn cats. <laughs> my, my wife lets him in, and then like as soon as he gets in, he's banging to get out because he's crazy. He's like, fuck he this. Crazy. This guy's fucking jibber-jabbering for another hour and a half. He's not going to pay attention to me. No, no certainly not. <laughs> um, before we get into the, into the meat and potatoes of it, uh, just real quick, don't forget, sign up for premium content. Look, this week is a hell of a week to sign up for premium content because you're going to get a new episode of no time to bleed. Um, that will leave you on edge. Undoubtedly. Uh, you're going to get a just bonkers episode of look forward for sure <laughs> that I'm going to be on, by the way, So we're recording it after this. So I'm doing like four hours of podcasting today. Um, uh, like a real radio. DJ. I know, right? Um, you're gonna. It's I'm like Alex Jones, basically, like doing my doing my info words, uh, <laughs> doing my info word for the day. Um, you get. I I, I feel like uh, I know you guys are recording airing agreements this week. I'd imagine at least one will come out 
This uh, yeah, one will come out this week, and then two weeks later, another one will come out. We're gonna try and bank a few of them since I'm on a little mini vacation. So we're gonna we're gonna bank a few of them, and we're in season six, and season six is really really great. Yep, and then we're also recording uh, the next Man with the Golden Tongues. We're doing Skyfall again uh, later this week, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll probably I'll probably put that on the weekend. Most likely. So you guys will have some weekend listings. So again, great week to sign up. It's just $5 a month, $50 a year uh, to sign up for premium content. So go to densepixels.com slash premium if you've not done so. Plus, you get the whole back catalog. It's it's a hell of a deal. It's a hell of a deal. Uh, make sure you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash densepixels. If you've not subscribed to the show yet, you can do that there. Please hit the red, red subscribe button. Uh, we'll be uploading new clips of this podcast episode every single week on the YouTube channel. So they're, they're nice digestible bite-sized clips to share with your friends and get them to listen to this wonderful podcast as well. Plus we post this whole episode in video format as well on there. And of course, if you use Spotify for your podcasts, you're a monster, but our show is on there as well, along with all the other TNP studios shows. I don't know anyone that personally uses Spotify for podcasts, but there has to be at least one of you out there that's doing it. So we're there too. We're, we're just making it convenient for you. That's how we roll. So new releases this week. Um, the long awaited, the, the fi- fi- finally street fighter five is getting its actual release. <laughs> finally, two years, almost two years later, almost two years to the day, to the month. Seriously. Um, <laughs> the street fighter five arcade edition is coming to PlayStation four and PC uh, if you don't, if you already own Street Fighter V, you're going to get the uh, the feature updates for free. You don't have to buy anything extra. Uh, but if you don't own Street Fighter V, if you get this this set, uh, which is forty bucks, then you get the game. You get both the first two seasons uh, season passes as well, so you get the twelve extra characters that they put out for seasons one and seasons two. Um, arcade mode getting added, um, all sorts of shit. There's there's a whole lot of features that are getting added to the game. Um, you um you also get to try out Sakura for a week for free. Yes. Yes, you do. Before, without having to invest in the season three character pass yep. as well. And then uh, for Carrie, and only for Carrie, <laughs> uh, Digimon <laughs> Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory coming to PlayStation 4 on Friday this week as well. I'm sure she's very excited. Digimon. Digimon. They're still, still making those things. Still around. Not, uh, wow. not felled by Pokemon yet. Maybe mm. later. Uh, digital side, uh, Space Hulk Ascension came out last week for the Xbox One. They posted their they posted last week's update this week. Does that make sense? Um, this week you are getting a lot of Xbox One games. There's only one game of note on PS4. It's a game called Rento Fortune. Do not play this game. They basically made a Wheel of Fortune Monopoly like mashup game for PS4. Huh. It looks awful. Do not play it. <laughs> <laughs> on Xbox One, there's actually a few new games coming out. Uh, 2064 read-only memories. This uh, made a big splash on PC when it first released. Uh, Full Metal Furies, the latest game from the makers of Rogue Legacy. And then Mutant Football League, not to be confused with Mutant League Football, but Mutant Football <laughs> League, also releasing on Xbox One. And then your release date slash new game announcements. Uh, there's a Pikachu-themed uh, 2DS XL system coming out on January the 26th. Uh, speaking of Pikachu, Detective Pikachu getting a Western release. So there's also a giant Detective Pikachu Amiibo that's releasing alongside of it on March 23rd for the 3DS. 
Uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue is coming out in a remastered version in March for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, uh, the forgotten Assassin's Creed game. And then there is a Dark Souls Deluxe Trilogy box set that is currently only available in Japan and currently PS4 exclusive uh, that is coming out May 24th for the low, low price of 450 U.S. dollars. No, 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 no. No, that seems like a lot Dark of money Souls. to me. Like I understand people like Dark Souls and all that, but it's three games. It's uh, six a six disc soundtrack, a couple of bookends, a book, some art. This doesn't even seem like with all the stuff in here, it doesn't seem like it's worth four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, come on, man! Like, are those bookcases made of granite? <laughs> are they made of the? The plastic that they look like, like, I mean, I, I guess for the hardest of hardcore Dark Souls fans. I mean, you got to be like a hardcore Dark Souls fan to be like, I'm about to spend 50,000 yen on this spend half a grip set. on this, man. Half a grip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still not convinced you didn't make up that term two weeks ago. <laughs> not convinced. I got I got to tell you. So let's move it on into headlines. Um, So last week, Christopher Barrett, the Destiny live director, like the the director of the live team who puts out all the updates and shit, put out a huge development update um, detailing changes, um, clarifying some things for fans. I got to tell you, Micah, I am mighty satisfied with this update. Um, let me break it down. We're going to run it down. Then we'll give you our thoughts. Uh, the Eververse. They they realize too much stuff is in Eververse. The game's leaning too hard towards that for certain items. So they are going to be putting now ghosts, um, sparrows, and ships formerly only found in the bright engrams from the Eververse. But now you can actually get them through um, different achievements and basically through gameplay, which is nice. Um, they're providing a gameplay path to earn bright engrams, including which means not you don't just earn them when you level up and when you you know buy them with real money. There'll be other ways to earn them. So I guess the kind of quests are coming back into the game as well, and they're going to add more direct purchase options in the game. So hopefully, if you want this, you know, if you want that emote, maybe you can just buy that emote now with real money instead of having to pull the slot machine however many times yeah, to get it. That- that makes a ton of sense um, because you don't, yeah, like it, that was my only, my one big thing with Eververse. Like if I saw something that I wanted and I didn't have bright dust, I couldn't buy it specifically. I had to buy an engram and hope to the RNG that, that, um, that I would get what I want. And I remember they tried to, they tried to fix it so that, okay, well, there's a higher likelihood that you won't get doubles for the, for the engrams that you buy. But this is this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Crimson Days is coming back February 13th, uh, which is a seasonal event that they do. Uh, but now they, they, they have some changes that are going to be starting with Crimson Days. Um, now you're going to get, uh, when you complete the Nightfall and Raid and Crimson Days Milestones, you'll get leg- a Legendary Emote, Weapon Skin, and Exotic Sparrow, respectively. Uh, you get double engrams that level up during Crimson Days. One of them is a Crimson Engram, the other one a Illuminated Engram, so Bright Engram. Um, Crimson Engrams can also drop from completing Crimson Days Match, 
and milestones on each character, and Crimson Engrams are strongly weighted towards new rewards um, until all items have been attained, which is nice, so less less duplicates. Um, they're still working on the XP rate thing. Uh, the feature roadmap, uh, well, actually, and I should also mention, too, that they, they finally have clearly separate, like, shown you what you have to have to, you know, access certain things. So now, seasonal content is available to every Destiny 2 player. So that includes Iron Banner, Faction Rallies, Seasonal Rewards, um, the Endlane Playlist, uh, the seasonal events that come up, and then new features and updates. And then the expansions will have new campaigns and strikes, uh, new destinations, obviously, new rewards, new, the new raid layer, new crucible maps, and new gear. So very clearly defined what you get with the expansions and what you get, even if you're just a vanilla player and plan to stay that way. So starting January 30th, uh, Masterworks will be expand. The Masterworks system will be expanded to armor, um, which is going to give you all Masterwork armor will give you uh, damage reduction while you're using your super. And a bonus stat boost as well to either, I'm assuming, recovery, mobility, or resilience. Um, they are reworking raid rewards to make them more unique and more interesting. So I know a lot of folks who are big raiders are very excited about that. Um, they're great. So, and then so that's the January. In February, nightfalls are changing probably for the better because they are getting rid of the timed element of the nightfall strikes and instead they're going back to strike scoring and doing high score tracking as well. So there'll be community leaderboards for nightfall strikes and things like that. So I have a question. Yes. Um, I, I can't remember what the previous nightfalls were like, but I think you just had to beat them right in order to, you know, there was, I know there was no time limit and in this, in destiny Two, they put the time limit on because people were, like crushing the nightfall. Yeah. Um, they're taking the time element out of it, thank God. And they're doing strike scoring. Is strike scoring going to be tied to your success in the nightfall? For example, do you have to attain a certain score in order to complete the nightfall? So I don't, nightfall? It, it doesn't seem like you do. Um, it seems like if you want to cheese it, you'll be able to do that once again. However, I would imagine that you'll get better rewards with better scores. So I think they're still going to encourage you to go through at a regular clip, if that makes sense. All right. So you can't just like sit, sit back, hang back. I mean, you could, but, but, but presumably your rewards might be not as good. Yeah. If you All do right. that. So I got you. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm sure time spent to beat it will be one of the scoring elements. One would imagine, right? Yeah. You would hope so, but. All right. All right. I'm fine with that. Yep. So uh, mods 2.0, um, they are completely doing a full rework, or they're going to do a full rework of weapon and armor mods. Um, that's probably a good thing because mods right now are just kind of so-so. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, they're looking to adjust game mode rules for quick play um, to increase pace of gameplay and power ammo acquisition. Um they are looking to cut down even more on receiving the same exotic twice in a row, so exotic duplication. Thank God. <laughs> and like and a small bonus in February, um, you'll be able to see other members of your fire team on the destination map. Um so if they go to another part of the same destination where you guys are, you'll be able to see them on the map and you can catch up to them um easily. Uh-huh. Through that, which Very is cool. a nice quality of life upgrade. And then yeah. in the spring, I told you this was a lot of stuff. In the spring, um, <clears throat> man, good Lord. So Crucible, they're finally adding a feature that 
people have been wanting for a long time. That is ranks in Crucible. So starting with Season 3, there's going to be Seasonal Crucible ranks. There's going to be two different kinds. There's Valor, which is just a progression rank that goes up as you complete matches. Uh, winning helps you move up faster, but there are no loss penalties. And then there's Glory, which is more like, it looks like, it was, Glory is basically like an ELO score, kind of, where it's going to go up when you win and down when you lose, Yeah, essentially. So the better you perform, the more Glory that you will earn. Um, people have been asking that for that forever. You've ever since Destiny One, people have been asking for for ranks in Crucible, ranked play in Crucible. So you're finally getting that. Um, private matches are coming back. Uh, they're bringing back a six v six playlist to Crucible in the spring. How do you feel about that? I mean, I I like four v four. I I I do. I, it's it's grown on me. Um, I'm not opposed to six v six. They might have to rework some of those maps. Yeah, that's my thing. To make like, them to make them work well for six v six. Yeah, like are they going to give us bigger maps? Are they going to you know like uh, I don't know what if they like, had what if they had different versions of the same maps for six v six specifically? Just they just had more more uh, square footage. May, maybe that'll work, but I feel like more square footage would just mean like expand the edges and not like like where the actual battle is. Like that's. That's a little different. Like I, I wonder if, I wonder if like on some of those smaller maps, like on, uh, like that map on Nessus and um, and the map that was the um, the location of the the Iron, the Lords of Iron, or whatever the fuck that the, that the Vostok. Yeah, like I wonder if you're just going to be stepping all over each other. Well, that's the concern. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're thinking about it. Um, the mayhem will be back as a limited time event during season three and going forward. A lot of people are very happy about that. Um, and then Yo, some additional. So I know mayhem. <laughs> it's it's dumb fun. It is very dumb fun. I enjoy I enjoyed it during uh, the dawning. And then some additional stuff. Um, they are doing a new balance pass on exotic weapons and armor to make sure that they stand out from the rest of the gear. Um, there's going to be a seasonal reputation ranking with each of the vendors, which will get you different rewards. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Playlist repetition reduction, please. Thank you. Yes, I'm tired of running <laughs> the same strikes and crucible maps back to back all the time. That's very annoying. Um, end game player pursuits, just, you know, making it, making the grind more worthwhile, not, you know, making it for just generic stuff for bright engram, stuff like that. Um, the emote wheel, which people had been looking forward to as well. Uh, vault space, they're adding 50 slots to the vault. They are also looking to do an exotic accessory tab so that your exotics won't count against your, your vault space limit. Um, and you uh. won't need to spend vault space on stuff like ships and sparrows and ghosts. Like all that stuff will have like a collection tab, I guess, that you Good. can just do that way. Um, the thing that I, one of the things I'm most excited about is heroic strike changes. They're going to be adding modifiers back to the heroic strikes like they had in destiny one, which I think makes them far more interesting to do. Yeah, for sure. And then there's a lot of stuff they said that they're looking at down the road. So like I said, this was a huge update. Um, the community, some of the, some of the destiny community makes me want to tear my hair out because, all people could bitch about is well, man, well, make it more like Destiny One, make it more like Destiny One, and then here's this big update. They were like, "Hey, here's a lot of stuff that was in Destiny One that we're that we're bringing back. It should have been there to begin with." <laughs> call, call, call me when it's actually in there. 
But then these same people were like, why don't they tell us anything? Why don't they let us know what they're doing? Why don't they update us? Here you go. Okay, whatever. I'll, I'll see when it, when it comes in. Man, I can't, I can't be a creative man because, and that's why, this is why Jay is very good at managing this mm-hmm. because I'm like, all right, well, maybe we should do this because I saw someone do this and just like, no, we're not going to do that because, <laughs> and he's right, right? Like you can't let, you can't let your fans dictate your art. Like you have to, you have to put your, what you think is best out there. And if, if people like, like, you know, we take. We take. Uh, I don't want to make it seem like he's a he's a tyrant. We take uh, suggestions into consideration, but like, don't get mad if we don't review the movie you want us to review on Black on Black Cinema. At least not yet. You know what I mean? Like, don't get mad if we don't talk about what you want us to talk about, because maybe we'll get to it, or maybe we won't. You don't run this. <laughs> you ain't paying me. He ain't paying us. <laughs> God damn it. So, but yeah, this is good, man. And I don't, I don't pay attention. I, I try to stay away from, I try to stay away from um, the community like that, man. The Destiny community, the internet wrestling they, they used, community. They used to and be he, so good. They, they used to be like Destiny One. They were like a model example yeah. of a huge game with this huge community that was great. And people just bitched, I guess. God, God forbid, Bungie tried new stuff and mixing it up a little bit for Destiny Two and trying some new things. Guess, uh, Bungie has lived long enough to see itself become the villain. I guess, but yeah, like and said, they're not even the villain. No, and and <laughs> like I said, but, but these are good updates. Um, you know, good they're listening, especially the Eververse part. I think people are happy that they they appear to be trying to rely less heavily on that, which I think is what everybody wants ultimately. Yeah. Like that's the biggest thing because everyone during the dawning was just bitching about the Eververse because, of course, the whole event. You know, most of the stuff took place through that, so I can get that. Yeah. Um. So Major League Soccer or MLS, that is as it is colloquially known, uh, is partnered with EA Sports to create a new organization, uh, a new esports league for FIFA. Uh, this is supposed to be similar to what the NBA has done with the NBA 2K League. Um, at the beginning, 19 of the 23 MLS clubs will be participants in EMLS. Um. Basically, you know, what will happen is they'll each of these clubs will have a esports team uh, around FIFA and then they'll have a FIFA pro um, that they select from that region and they'll compete against other FIFA players. Um, this is a little bit different than NBA because this is only each team is only going to have one player on it because that's mm-hmm. all you need. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's there's not too many other details at, at this time, but uh. Yeah. So because it's called MLS, I'm assuming that this is American uh, teams, right? They are uh, Amer- uh, North American, yes. Teams. Okay. Do you have a, because I know like Tater Tot and Hammers are your favorite like club, <laughs> but do I have an MLS have team? No, I don't. don't I, have a favorite. You don't have a favorite like uh, the Baltimore Blast or what, well, whatever. So, well, Baltimore Blast, not an MLS team. Just, oh, okay. just so you know, they, they are they are an arena soccer team. That oh, is not okay. the same thing. That, yeah, they, they're the they're the arena football league of the real. They, they are. Um, no, I don't have an MLS <laughs> team. the The team that we are located closest to is DC United. 
Um, but I wouldn't go oh, as far okay. to call myself a DC United fan or supporter. Even though they're uh, yeah, about to get a nice, to a nice new stadium. So. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe, right. maybe that's, that's what cool. I'll do. Maybe maybe I'll take you to a DC United game when the new stadium opens no, up to, nope. to open no. your soccer experience. No, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that uh, for that capital. Yeah, game. that we do. That we should do. Yeah. So really, we have no excuse. Yeah, you're close enough to you're close enough to the district to do uh, yeah. that. <laughs> so more more news on that later. Um, there is a new. Uh, update that just released last week for Xbox One Insiders uh, that has some new beta features that they get to actually has to be alpha features rather at this point. Um, So the new features that Xbox Insiders have to check out now on their dashboards they have the next achievements feature which shows them the the next couple of achievements that they are closest to fulfilling. Um, They're going to have mini games hub uh, mini or sorry, mini game hubs from the guide, which will show you. I mean, it's probably the same thing PlayStation does, where it has quick links to like DLC for that game and others. You know, your friends are playing it, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they're adding a do not disturb feature, which PlayStation's had for a little while. Um, they are adding a. I mean, the do not disturb feature, like you can just turn your, you can just turn your. Thing to offline, right? Appear offline. Well, maybe that. Maybe do not disturb is specifically for. Hey, I'm online, but leave me alone. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe it's the it's the more aggressive the the more aggressive of the uh, of the features. Um, apparently, we're tweaking the community feed to make it easier to view comments. Okay, um, they're adding additional inactivity shutdown options because right now you can automatically shut down the the console with no activity for one or six hours, but now there'll be options for two, three, four, and five hours as well to go with that. <laughs> That's in a bullet point, guys. And then you can also switch between light and dark themes based on the time of day on your Xbox One. Wait, what? Yeah, so what? like you can, you'll can be able to switch between light and dark themes. So like during the daytime, you have a light theme when it's nice and bright, and in the nighttime, it'll be dark. Why wouldn't you just keep it a dark theme? Well, keep it a light theme. Who cares? (laughs) God damn it. So that's the exciting features that Xbox insiders have to. uh, I I hate change for change's sake, man. (laughs) You must say Xbox then. The next achievement progress thing. All right. That's kind of cool. But everything else, I don't really need. Maybe the mini uh, game hubs thing. But everything else is just dumb to me. I don't know. I'm sure some Xbox fan is is uh over the doing a, a video game podcast right now and they are elated <laughs> and i'm not like a a, a, a a not an xbox fan i just uh this this generation man they, they just they just suck they suck ass i'm not gonna i'm not gonna refute any of that to me to me it all sounds true <laughs> um so PUBG caused a bit of a splash last week uh because they sent out some patch notes where they are displaying the loot, uh, the loot drop rates for their uh, for their games. Now, this is co- this probably coincides with the fact that they just moved the game into the Chinese marketplace, which requires publishing of these of these rates. But uh, like I said, this is what people asked for. So here we go. Um, it looks like the rarest items, including the sleeveless biker jacket in brown, the sleeveless biker jacket in black, and the cloth mask checkered, uh, all carry a one in ten thousand chance 
to pull out of a loot box. Uh, and you're limited to six loot crates per week, by the way, Micah. So it could take you more than 4,100 weeks to open that many crates. <laughs> According to Ars Technica, that's about 80 human years. So it might be, it might take you a while to get the old uh, cloth mask checkered. Like, like I like I get like wanting to pimp out your character and stuff like that, right? With some super rare item, like, like because you feel like, wow, like this is fucking awesome. My character is gonna look like a badass wearing a cloth mask. Like, I'm I don't mind the fact that these are rare items. I mind the items. A jacket. Uh, like, sleeveless biker jacket brown, Micah, <laughs> and sleeveless biker jacket black. Do not uh, do not sell these short. Like if these are like if these are like the holy grail of what you know you can make your avatar like. What are they wearing now? Just naked. They're all naked. They're wearing like like Tobias Funke like under jeans, basically. <laughs> That's it. Like why can't I look like this? This picture of R. Kelly at the top of this article. R. Yeah. Kelly wearing a black hoodie or whatever this is. Like, that looks kind of cool. I can't imagine, like, looking any cooler than that in a brown sleeveless jacket. And a checkered, I don't, I don't and a checkered mask, don't forget. And a checkered mask? A checkered like, mask. Nah, I don't need patterns on my uh, bandanas. Don't Get out you? of here, man. No, this is this is all right. I, hey, it is what it is, man. Congra- congratulations, PUBG years. Um, I've never played PUBG. I got a feeling the game is incredibly overrated. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if it's up your alley, honestly. Yeah, good. So, uh, Steam's uh, there's a port release from Steam Spy. This is a third party site that data mines information from Steam basically and, and cobbles together stuff. So. Last year, according to Steam Spy, Steam had 7,672 games released on the platform, which is an average of 21 new game releases per day in 2017. That's too many games, guys. That is up from 4,207 games released in 2016 which was up from 2,964 games released in 2015. So basically, in two years' time, the annual num- the annual number of games released on Steam has tripled. That's a bit much. It is a bit much. I do agree. <laughs> <laughs> like indie games, right? Like, like that's all this is, right? Like just a bunch of people. And look, that's great, right? Like, there's a plot. You you make a game. You're an independent developer. You make a game. You have a platform that you could put your game on. Hope somebody finds it. They, I, I mean, I feel bad for anyone who has a like a legit game that they're putting out on there that's yeah. going to get buried in all this like, bullshit. Yeah. Like, uh, but, uh, wow, that is a lot of games. Games. It's turn. It's tur- you know what it's turning into. It's turning into the fucking app store. Is what it's turning into. Where like. One like one percent of the games account for like ninety nine point seven percent of the of the revenue, and then yeah. and then the other ninety nine percent of the games account for the other the other point you know point three percent of the pie. Essentially, yeah. I just that's not wow, a good man. thing. That's not a good thing. Get your get your shit together, Steam. 
Um, another like, like if I had a game and and it didn't like it didn't like break, you know, have a breakthrough. Like, how would I even get somebody to search for it? Um, I don't know because apparently half like like if you're if you watch like the Jimquisition, you'd believe that half those games were just like straight asset flips anyway. <laughs> Where someone buys like an Unreal Toolkit and just fucking makes a game using all the assets in the toolkit and just you know puts out this piece of shit <laughs> on Steam and there you go. Bob's your uncle, as they say <sighs> over across the path across the pod. <laughs> Yeah, it's too much, man. It's I think Steam much. needs to um Steam needs to to This is this is what Republicans fear the most. Is <laughs> just letting any old game into our country. <laughs> no, the, no, Republicans love this. It's a free market. A free market for people to just pour uh pour a bunch of bullshit into. <laughs> but what are these games bringing to the platform? Nothing. Like, nothing but a, statist- games- a statistic. These games need to, we need to bring these Steam games onto Steam using a merit-based system. And we can't allow games from certain countries to enter into our platform. Make Steam great again, guys. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. And you also And dropped. I only weigh 199 pounds. Fuck you. You you uh solid show title contender by the way we'll see that, uh, <laughs> we'll see it we'll see if it sticks around till the top till the end of the show. Um, another story that I will just be so fabulously snarky about it you can't even imagine. Um, Pokemon Go is not going to be supporting older iPhones and iPads, Micah. So starting on February 28th, if you have an iPhone 5 or 5C, or if you have a fourth-generation iPad, which which only released back in 2012 or older, you're not going to be able to play Pokemon Go anymore. Man, I, I, I thought that Apple was the system that didn't have fragmentation across their user base. I thought that they just wanted to make a simple product and keep all of their users together. Shame. <laughs> Hey, look, I can't even, I can't, look, I can't, I can't. Like, first of all, why are you still playing Pokemon Go? Like, nobody. (laughs) That's that's a fair, that's a fair first question. I mean, that fad is over with. Like, on to the next thing. And second of all, what are you still doing with an iPhone 5? Like, you're supposed to do what everyone else does, upgrade Every other generation, every other iteration. So if you have a five, you should have a seven by now. Because that five has been paid for for at least a year. So the older devices are being dropped to uh, to accommodate, quote, improvements to Pokemon Go that push the application beyond the capabilities of the operating system on these piece of shit devices. That's the one thing about Apple. I I have Apple devices, not not because I'm particularly like... Uh, a slave to Apple, but it was the first one that I got, so I just stuck with it. Same thing with my televisions; like I, the Samsung was the first one I got, so I just stuck with it. Um, same thing with uh my cars. Uh, until very recently, a Mitsubishi was like the first real new car I bought, so I was like, all right, I'll just buy another one. Fuck it, I like it. But 
Apple devices, when they die, like they die, like they fall off. Like there is a two year, there is a two year window where batteries will, will last you. And then on that two year and first day, the battery just goes to shit. That's how they get you, man. That's why you got to upgrade every two years. Don't be like that guy in that uh, Samsung commercial standing in line um, at uh, at uh, the Apple store. You know, not the guy, not the black guy who was getting the phone, but the guy, but the 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 guy who's standing at the Apple store with that fucked up hairline that goes like this, and then down, and then this. It looks like it looks like uh, like someone's playing Tetris on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and they misplace the the straight four block Tetris thing. Like it's weird, man. Don't be that guy standing in line, man. Be like the be like the cool guy and buy a Samsung phone. And I say that as I have an Apple phone right here. Don't buy Samsung phones either. Just no. stick, what stick, kind of phone stick, do you have? Pixel two, baby. Stick with stick with the Google. It'll, yeah, it'll lead you right away. Go go from one uh, major uh, corporate conglomerate to another major corporate That's right. conglomerate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so in our final story in headlines, uh, a little bit of a lighter note. And look, political story, it's got a, it's got a video game tie-in. Very rare that we get one of these. Um, but the president of the United States last week bragged about selling fighter jets to quote Normay. Um, <laughs> and the particular fighter jet in question doesn't actually exist in real life. Instead, it only exists in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. As the president said in November, or sorry, quote, in November, we started delivering the first F 52 and F 35 fighter jets. We have a total of 52, and they've delivered a number of them already a little ahead of schedule. Now, one could assume that he just saw the 52, which is the quantity of F-35s that were being shipped over to Normay, and and just saw and just got the two confused and 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 just and put that number in uh, in the fighter jet type, and that's a, that's a reasonable explanation. However, there is some question about whether this current president is actually literate. So in order for that to be the case, he would have to be able to read the words in the first place. So I would I would doubt that that's true. What I would I think probably happen is that his his young son, um Mr. Cyber probably told him about these jets from from Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. He thought, "Man, this is great. We have to start, you know, selling these to our allies. We can make a ton of money." And therefore, he thinks the F52 is a real thing. That's that's just what I'm going with. That's exactly what happened. He he waddled his fat ass over while his son was in the, you know, the West Wing playing Call of Duty. And was like, oh, what are you watching? A uh, Fox News? What is that? An F fifty two? And like, he heard F fifty two from Call of Duty, and was like, wow, this is this is amazing. This is this this is this, we need to be selling these things to Norme so that hopefully we can convince their their white people to come over to our country because we need more white people in the country. Look, he's right? a, he's a very stable genius. Very Yo, stable. We, <laughs> We're run by a moron, yo. And we're the laughing stock of the world. America is the laughing stock of the world. 
I just, I never thought in my lifetime that I would, that I would like people didn't like us, but they at least respected us. They don't even respect us anymore. Call of Duty. <laughs> F-52. God damn it. So. F-52s. So uh, that's it for headlines. Before you, uh, before we move on to top stories. I'm surprised, just you, I'm surprised you didn't think that the F-52s were a fucking Ford pickup. Hey. I'm waiting for Ford. To, I'm waiting for Ford to adopt that. Honestly, now you'd think <laughs> a golden, uh, golden marketing opportunity there. Um, go make sure you support the show by using our Amazon link, densepixels.com/slash/amazon for anything you purchase off of Amazon, big or small. Uh, we get a small percentage of the sale when you do. It doesn't cost you anything extra, uh, but we get some money that we use to pay for like hosting fees and equipment things like that so again densepixels.com slash amazon so so whenever you when any of you intrepid souls buy terrence a new laptop make sure you use the densepixels.com slash amazon link uh to do that yeah get him a new laptop because his old laptop was trash anyway (laughs) (laughs) nintendo had a uh a little mini nintendo direct uh this past week and um, we won't necessarily go through everything, but uh, I'll start talking about stuff, and you tell me if you want to hear about it. First up, LeVar Ball is coming to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. <laughs> what? That's rude shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is rude shit. He looks like Donkey Kong to me, yo. He Does looks he really? Acts like Donkey Kong to me. Yeah, man. I mean, like, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this quote from David Soliani, creative director of Ubisoft Milan, and I want you to picture LeVar my, Ball my in eyes your are, mind. My eyes are closed, and I'm thinking I'm thinking of the big big ball of brand right now, All now right. in my head. Alright, let's do it. Quote, he has big arms, so we wanted to use them extensively through, through the combat. He can also be very goofy, and that's why his presence in the game, along with the rabbits, allowed us to present different kinds of humorous interactions in the storytelling. Can't you imagine his big old light-skinned Donkey Kong-looking ass <laughs> running all up and down, trying to catch a bunch of weird-looking rabbits? You know what I'm thinking of? Um, I'm thinking of the, the one episode of Monday Night Raw. That he went on, and when he tried to like step to the Miz, that's exactly what he did. Like he ripped his shirt off. He started like waving. (laughs) Like, come on, yeah. (laughs) This dude looks like a big ass monkey to me, man. So Donkey Kong is coming. I just, I just want it stated for the record. You (laughs) said that, not me. Yeah, Mike, the black uh, guy said that the black guy looks like the black. Right, so the the blacko said that, <laughs> not Brad, the white guy. <laughs> Just needed stated clearly for the record. Entered, uh, entered in there. He 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 looks like it to me, man. So basically, Donkey Kong is coming coming to uh, uh, Mario plus rabbits. Um, did you play that game? Are you, do you I have, have any not. In that game? Like I have like a like I have like a. A minute interest in that game. Like, if they released a demo, I could probably download the demo and be like, okay, it's like XCOM for babies, and then, like, probably not play it again. But I kind of want to check it out just to see. Yeah, I kind of want to play it, but I don't want to pay for it. So uh, I'll never play it. Pokemon Tournament DX is uh, adding some DLC characters. One is... um, Aegislash, a sword shield Pokemon, which is just... I mean, what are we doing? 
with Pokemon. Like Pokemon used to like resemble animals. Who's, now who's still we playing? A, well, they're out of animals. There's like eight thousand of them, so they have to start going to you know inanimate objects instead. Who's still playing Pokemon Tournament? Like it's not a competitive fighting game, is it? I don't. I have no idea. This game is completely off my radar. I, I have no idea. And uh, so they're adding the Sword Shield Pokemon. And uh, it's a Pokemon, it's a sentient sword that has a shield um, that shoots like lasers and stuff at you, which is kind of weird. Um, and um, Mimikyu is is coming. Mimikyu is uh, the Sackboy version of Pikachu, apparently. If you say and, so. Um, I'm sure Pokemon fans are super excited uh, for that. Um, East eight, Y S East East eight, uh, is, is coming to Nintendo switch this summer. Um, it's a anime style RPG. I've never played an East game. Nor have I. Um, so we can probably someone would, uh, someone would have to tell me if it's good. And I probably still wouldn't play it because one of the characters looks like she's about five years old and she's wearing, uh, something that a five year old should not be wearing. So I don't want to buy that. Um, Super Mario Odyssey is getting free DLC. It's good news. It's adding Luigi. Bad news. I mean, Luigi's just kind of being a butler. He's just kind of standing there telling Mario what to do. But the DLC is actually, I think, sounds kind of cool. It's called Balloon Hunt. And you so you go to one of the kingdoms, you talk to Luigi, and you, you get 30 seconds to hide a balloon uh, anywhere in the world. Um, and then that gets uploaded onto, you know, like some sort of competitive like leaderboard. And then there's another mode where you have to find a balloon that is hidden by someone else in in the kingdom within 30 seconds. Um some of those worlds are kind of big. I don't know how far you can get in 30 seconds. But um I think that's kind of I think that's kind of a cool like hide and seek you know idea. And from Mario. while you think that that is very cool, the part of the update that I cared about was new outfits and photo mode fil- filters because that balloon thing did not look appealing <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, to each um, own. Mario, Mario's outfits include uh, include sunshine shades, where he's uh, where he's wearing a shirt over top of his overalls and uh, has some tacky sunglasses on. The musician outfit, where he uh, has a a maroon zoot suit uh, and a fedora, similar to the similar to the Goodfellas outfit that he has, and um, the night helmet and armor, which is has kind of a people are saying is kind of like has a dark souls feel to it. Um I like I like Night Mario. Night Mario looks kind of cool. Yeah, I can see that. So, and then like you said, yeah, photo mode, photo mode. Photo mode is uh pretty cool. Um Hyrule Warriors is coming to Switch. Um since nobody played it on the Wii U, they said, "Hey, everybody's got a Switch now. Let's just put it over there." Um, uh, Warriors was the, the, um, Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, Warriors yeah. yeah, uh, clone, basically. 
Um, the new feature is that it's coming with uh, some Breath of the Wild content. And I think this is the definitive version. So every piece of DLC that was in the game that nobody played, everybody has the potential to play now. Um, you can even play like split screen on the on handheld mode, which with all I that mean, shit I, going on, I can't imagine that you'd I, to. right. Oh, or maybe maybe I'm thinking of another game. But I I remember seeing because I watched the direct before we started, and they were like, "Yeah, split screen. Yeah, here it is, split screen photo mode, split split screen mode on the handheld." Let's mm, see. No. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Personally. No, it does not. Um, Payday Two is coming to the Switch. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, with a new character yeah. with like an LED mask. So yay. Yeah, okay. Um uh Kirby is getting some Kirby Star Allies turns enemies into friends. Um and you get different abil- you get new abilities for Kirby in this game. Uh, I've never been a Kirby fan. I never saw the appeal. Nor have I. So we're we're, we're too um, old, I think, for Kirby. We were Ball Country Tropical Freeze heads to Nintendo Switch. This I am very excited um, about. Because again, take, a, yeah. take another game that nobody played because nobody <laughs> had to had the system and put it on a platform yeah. that people actually own. I can dig it. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll play this game. Um, Funky Kong is going to be in the game and Funky Kong is way OP. Right? <laughs> it's like he, he, he is baby mode for uh, for the people that have trouble with the game. I'm just excited because I heard I, I actually the reviews of this game were stellar. And uh, obviously, since I didn't own a Wii U and will never, um, I thought that it was one that I wasn't going to get a chance to play. But I love the Donkey Kong Country games and look forward to playing this. Yeah, I'm I'm up for this. I'm up for uh, for Lavar and all of his family members to be in this game. Um, the world ends with you is returning to the Switch. Uh, I was never I never played the world ends with you. I but, I uh, started to and. Was like, nah, this isn't, this isn't for me. Ah, uh, so uh, well, yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be for me either. But um, it it uh, it has its fans, so congratulations, you get to play it again. Um, Mario Tennis Aces is coming, and I'm kind of excited for it. I'm very curious. I I, I like arcade tennis games. Uh, I'm, and they're they're like easy to play, hard to master, and. Um, this one has a story mode for some strange reason. It does. I'm, it has an RPG ish um story mode, which is cool because it gives a little single player versatility. Um, I will probably am getting this. My wife is a huge tennis fan. Um, I would prefer a Mario Golf game personally, but I'll take Mario Tennis. That's fine. Hmm. I've enjoyed the previous Mario Tennis releases. I want um a soccer game. That those are the only soccer games I play, like weird, weird cartoony um, soccer games. But uh, tennis is a tennis is a strong number two for me. Uh, and Dark Souls Remaster is coming to the Switch for some reason. All right, then. So like, see, we got we got we got a game with guns, and we got a game with a guy holding a sword killing people. We're we're mature. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's, <laughs> I know some people were excited about Dark Souls One coming to Switch. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a it's a it's a six year old game, guys. I'm not I'm not jumping out of my chair for it, but good. Like I said, they should have stuff. So <laughs> yeah, they should have stuff. They should, even if it is, 
you know, over a half a decade old. They <laughs> should, they're, they're coming. They're coming. Um, next up, workplace harassment charges jolt Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream is the company run by David Cage who make uh, games. Souls, uh, Fahrenheit, or um, what's the American name for Fahrenheit? Uh, Indigo Prophecy. Um, Indigo Prophecy. Yes. Indigo Prophecy. And um, the upcoming Detroit Become Human. Um, but uh, a few uh, a few reports are coming in. Uh, mainly uh, the main report published by Le Monde, a uh, Parisian newspaper, and a couple of other media outlets co-signing it, uh, saying that this that Quantic Dream is a hostile workplace rife with racist and sexist humor. Uh, the story is a huge. K. David Cage and executive producer Guillaume de Fondemier uh, of good. either tolerating or uh, neglectingly or ne- bleh, bleh. Uh, keeping their workplace um, it, it, it basically like people aren't people don't feel comfortable there and there's a certain type of humor that people feel aren't uh, aren't that doesn't need to be in the workplace um, one image of David Cage David Cage's head photoshopped on a stripper's body was circulating and and um, one report said that uh, Foundemir was forcing himself on people, and and um, David Cage was also accused of making a racist comment to an employee. Um, that's that's not good. Uh, the Foundemir flatly denies these allegations. He says this is absolutely false, and on no evening did any of this happen. Uh, Cage calls the allegations ridiculous, absurd, and grotesque. Um, and then he did something that um, that guilty people do. Yeah, I noticed this too. This this uh, this explanation just reminded me of I, I've got black friends, right? and, yeah. you know, I've got, you know that that sort of thing. Yeah. So he goes on and he's quoted as saying, "You want to talk about homophobia? I work with Ellen Page, who fights for LGBT rights." Um, you want to talk about racism? I work with Jesse Williams, who fights for civil rights in the United States. That's not the argument you want to make when when these type of accusations are being thrown at you. Like that is the equivalent, like you said, of I'm not racist. I got a black friend right here. Like that's no, that's not that's not what you do. Um, look, it it's it, it's it's a shame. And uh, it is it is not something that uh, anybody should condone. Well, so in this instance, it does reek of like there's nothing like I I don't I don't think there's intent behind the behavior. I think that they just need to act like a professional yeah. workplace, if that makes sense. Yeah, my old job was like this. My old job was exactly like this. If they're reporting that you know people use crude language and and you know different types of humor um 
it was that kind of job that I used to work at. And it was, you know, me, we, we, we all made racist jokes. We all made uh, sexist jokes. Um, we did it within the privacies of our own offices. Um, and even then I didn't like partake in too much sexism jokes. I'll, I'll joke about race all you want, but I don't like talking about women like that. Like that's not me. Um, but yeah, I, I understand. And I think part of it is, I think part of it is just the culture. Like, I don't know if that side of the world has been hit with this, with this wave of righteousness that, uh, that has hit this country. Um, but yeah, just be professional, man. Like, like this isn't a fucking boys club or a rugby club. Um, I do, I do have a bit of an issue with one thing that the article points out that the Le Monde, um, report talks about the controversy around that domestic violence scene from, um, from Detroit that's been seen before. And that says that employees tried to warn Cage of the objectionable nature of the scene, but he ignored him. Look, you can find the content in there objectionable, but that's that's part of the art. And I I'm not going to fault someone for veering into tough territory with that because movies do that shit all the time, right? Like it's not like it, like just yeah. it's just the medium that's different. Um, so that's a yeah, just because. Just because that guy has that scene in his game doesn't mean he goes home and beats his wife or whatever. Right, and and like I said, you can be uncomfortable working on that scene too, and and I get that. Um, But again, like that—that's part that—that's you can't be afraid to shy away from from difficult topics, especially for a game like this. If you're trying to tap into to emotion from people, you you might have some stuff that's a little you know, a little beyond the pale. And I'm sure that that part of the game is going to have a very like visceral reaction from a lot of people as it should. Yeah. I think that is the intent. Uh, at the same time, like don't stop being a dick. Like just don't like, just be professional, be professional, man. Like, I don't know if this is, I'm, I am, I am more than willing to give uh, the accusers the benefit of the doubt as always. Just be professional. Like none of the, you will never, ever, 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 hear anybody complain about me sexually harassing them or anything like that because I no because I'm an adult I'm a grown-up I know I know how to act in public and apparently these people don't like I I don't know I don't know just grow up um some good news the suspect in the swatting incident that led to the shooting death of a Wichita Kansas man has been charged with involuntary manslaughter uh, Tyler Barris was booked by Sedgwick uh, County Police on Thursday after being extradited from California. Uh, he was charged with involuntary manslaughter, uh, giving false alarm and interference with a law enforcement officer. He is being held on half, <coughs> he is being held on half a million dollars bail. Um, the definition of involuntary manslaughter, according to Kansas, is the killing of a human being as a result of reckless behavior or in the commission of an unlawful act. Barris could face a maximum fine of $300,000 and three years in prison. Um, who, who reported that fact, Micah? What what notable uh, gaming publication first reported uh, that? 
uh, the the video game wing of Rolling Stone reported that. <laughs> <laughs> whose, whose name we cannot bring ourselves to say because we're not four years old <laughs> doing a made-up language. No it sounds too close to an, a bad Adam Sandler movie, but I repeat myself. Um, Look, yeah, three, is, three is it, it's it's a, it's unfortunate that three years is the maximum allowable sentence for this crime. Yeah, um, this guy is the director's all like he his actions led to the murder of someone like directly, and uh, you know. It's not a slap on the wrist, but it feels like a slap on the wrist. Well, we'll um, see. We'll see what he, if he's a actually convicted, which one would hope, and then b what he's actually sentenced to. Yeah. And look again. I still want everyone else involved in this to be to be held responsible as well. So yeah, the uh, officer that shot him needs to undergo some sort of uh, something needs to happen to that guy because the the victim was unarmed. And you know, like well, whatever and, and how to, and how about the guy who brought on the SWAT in the first place, and the guy who contacted yeah, this exactly. Tyler Barris fellow? So, so. Uh, it's just a just a sad story all around, man. And um, I, I hope that family gets, you know, a little bit of a little bit of uh, justice in this, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I would kill the man personally. I f- fuck you, Tyler. Uh, next up, a report: Twitch signs a two-year deal with the Overwatch League worth at least ninety million dollars. Um, it's a two-year deal to have uh, its matches streamed on Twitch. Is this something you would watch? Not I don't like Overwatch that much to to really pay attention to to the Overwatch League. I've I've seen competitive Overwatch on on Twitch before and it's it's okay. Um I mean like 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 the the mode that works the best I think is the um where you're trying to move the payload because the action centers around like one point on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't work. And I guess the objective, the regular objective based mode kind of works in that regard too. It's just not as fun. Like watching FPS is, um, isn't as fun for me. Like I'd rather be playing Overwatch than watching yeah. Overwatch. Yeah. Like it's watching, watching an FPS. Like if there was some way that, um, a game was built from the ground up with esports televised esports in mind, and you can get like an overview of the map so that you can see different positions and how different players are interacting. Like, uh, I don't know, but just watching a screen go from one first person view to another first person view to all on the same map. Like, unless you know those, unless those maps are radically different or you know the map by heart, like, I feel like you got to be, you got to be a hardcore fan of these games. To now watch them be played professional. Now the Whereas, ninety million dollars is pretty good chunk of change, I'd yeah. say. I'm curious yeah. about something. Let me see how much uh, broadcast rights are for Major League Baseball. Because huh. I if think it's that, anywhere near. If it's anywhere near the ninety million dollars, oh, it's, it's, it's not. 
It's not. Um, So apparently, (laughs) so ESPN has the national MLB contract um, because they do like Sunday night baseball and Wednesday night baseball. They probably do a few of the games during the week. They're paying an average of $700 million per year to Major League Baseball for that. Uh, How about this, though? Let's see. Premier. I I feel like the Premier League might be close in in America, at least. Premier League broadcast rights, USA. Baseball on TV sucks. So that's a lot of money. Uh, let's see here. Uh, NBC retains the rights. How much are they paying? Okay, so they are. So the NBC is paying the Premier League, um, about let's see, six years. Uh, let's see, about a. I can't do math right now. Like one, like hundred eighty million dollars a year. Hmm. So half half of that basically is half what, of that, is what yeah. Twitch is getting. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually. Yeah, wow. I wonder. So, I yeah, wonder. I wonder if this does well. If you'll see those those rights contracts skyrocket quickly. Do you think it'll do well? That's I mean, tough to it's, say. That's tough to say. I don't know. I like esports is one of those things that even though I've been getting more and more into watching esports over the past year, probably I still feel so like not a part of that scene. To not be able to comment on it intelligently, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no clue. I probably won't watch this just because I like Overwatch fine enough, but it doesn't. Uh, I don't. I don't care enough about it to, to see what these people are, how these people are, playing. You know what I mean? And and I need and when and when it's something that I don't care about, I need a story. You know what I mean? Like, like the Winter Olympics are coming up. I don't care about the Winter Olympics. I'm black. I don't like the cold, right? Uh, I'm genetically predisposed to not liking cold. And unless there's like a, a cool like story to come along with it, I, I wouldn't pay attention to to the biathlon. I mean, you know? no one really pays attention to the biathlon. <laughs> um, hey. Unless you're competing in the biathlon, then you might pay attention. Unless you're like, uh, unless you're a spy, and then it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, more Overwatch League talk. So, no Overwatch League team signed the game's most notable female pro or any to their or own any female player or any matter. Um, yo. This is okay. Kim Kim Se-young, a top-level Zariah player who overcame a rash of cheating accusations and threats in 2016, was on the tip of everyone's tongues but was nowhere to be found. Kim Se-young became the a big name in the Overwatch scene when she was just 17 after she was bombarded with cheating accusations and death threats over her masterful play of Zariah. Uh, her response to the cheating accusations, she hosted a live stream in which she showed the game footage and her hands uh, on the keyboard and mouse to prove, in fact, that she's just fucking better than you. And she went on to become the first woman ever to play for a team in South Korea's then-premier Apex League. But... No team uh, in this Overwatch League has signed her, or like you said, any woman. Um, they give uh, a bunch of uh, random 
bullshit excuses. Uh, the the, ex- the excuses were the were were the part that I hated the most because it is like if you'd been like, hey, like, like no no female gamers got signed to this league. Uh, can you predict some of the excuses that the teams will give? I could have accurately predicted all of these basically. Yeah. So the one one of the major excuses was well, there's a language barrier and we don't you know we don't know if we'll be able to communicate with her. Uh, no, that's stupid um another one was well um we are a fully formed team we don't know if having the best player in the world the best female player in the world come to our team would would uh if she would gel with us um when we were constructing the roster, we were looking for a team that had experience playing together at its core. Like that was the main one. Um, the second one was that, well, she speaks Korean, she's Korean and we don't have any Korean people on our team, but then there are some teams that are all Korean and they still wouldn't, wouldn't entertain the thought of her coming on. Um, that's when they use the, the old, well, you know, we already kind of got people that we like to work with and we don't, you know, it's, it's nonsense is what it is. Yeah. I just, like I said, I just wish people would, I mean, maybe this is honesty, but it's just, it's not a very, it doesn't sound like a good excuse. It it really doesn't like, it, all right, I'm, you know, maybe I'll give you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, all right, well, we wanted a team that uh, a bunch of people that we've known to that play together, but it, 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 I just, they were citing chemistry. Like, we don't know if she'd be a good fit. Like, that's some, that, that's, that sounds like nonsense, man. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just on the outside looking in. Well, and, and the worst part like is nonsense. like, like, the, like some of the people have said that basically, oh, she's needs to keep working harder, working harder. I'm like, yo, fuck you. You're yeah, right. <laughs> like, where, where have I heard this shit before? Work twice as hard right. and get half as much. Right. Like, come on, man. I just there's a lot there's an awful lot of mansplaining going on in this in these excuses, man. And um you say, well, you know, you gotta go through hurdles. Like if you pick up a player, is the press gonna call it a PR stunt or is it because she's the best? Right, like, and it's not making excuses, you know, oh well if we get her, like people think we just got her just to, you know, make a splash in the meat. I'm just like Who the fuck doesn't want good press? Who doesn't want good press? Right. But but like it's as if they're like oh we're protecting and, her because people are gonna shit on her if we pick her up you know what? I'm just like yo get out of really here, I'm yo, like dude I was like could you stupid. could you tilt any harder <laughs> at that windmill because man oh man this shit is nonsense man I hope um, and what's gonna have to what's gonna end up happening is what always happens in the situation where minorities are shut out of something. Uh, they're going to have to make their own. And then when they make their own, then everyone's going to have a fucking problem with that. I don't know, man. I don't know. The all Korean teams that won't accept this, the best Korean player in the world is, is, is what, uh, well, I mean, they're not, saying that, really they're not saying that she's the best Korean player in the world. She's the best female yeah, she's, watch player. In the world. Yeah. She's, 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 she is, She's incredibly talented, one of the top players, one of the top female players ever in the existence of this game, from what I understand. 
But. It's just, it, like I said, like how many teams are in this league? I can't remember. It's it's quite a few though, and it's like you can't find one team that's like, you know, and it's that, hard that would not benefit to... from her from from the character she likes to use. Yeah, and uh, like I bet not see like no one better use Zoraya in any of these fucking teams, right? So it's. Uh, it's just it's just annoying. Like I said, you you would think that if one industry could sidestep this particular problem in, in a sports realm, and I you know I know esports is sports are not necessarily the same thing, but you would think that you know video games could be like yeah, female gamers not a problem, right? Not a every problem. other sport is segregated by genre or by gender. Uh, this one doesn't have to be. But it seems like there's a. I mean, it's it's hard not to sound like a like a crazy conspiracy theorist. Well, you don't sound like you conspiracy know. theorist. You you sound you're you're a cynic about it, which deservedly yeah. so. <laughs> deservedly so. Like I said, I I can't. It it seems lame. It just seems like a lame lame bunch of excuses. Right. Like they're all putting their sign their sign out saying no girls allowed. With the R spelled backwards. G G U R L S. Right. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, that's it for top stories. Question, Question of the week. Of the week. Yeah. Last week, the teams involved in the Overwatch League were introduced to to the world, and none of them included a fem- uh, any female representation. Um the reasons offered by many of these teams were unsurprising, citing anywhere from cultural slash language differences to waiting to keep wanting to keep established teams together. What are your thoughts on this news? Does the lack of gender diversity in the Overwatch League have any bearing on your desire to watch or care about the Overwatch League or any other hypothetical esports league if you aren't passionate about Overwatch? Stuart says, I care just as little about esports as uh, 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 what esports are sound player, then she should definitely be on a team. But if I do watch, it's to watch the game, not the people. Uh, Trey says, my thoughts are uh, same bullshit. Di- <laughs> my thoughts are same bullshit, different day. Uh, I had no plans to watch as I don't find the game or most first-person shooter games interesting at all. Uh, I'd love to see more women in the fighting game community, but that community needs a deep scrubbing of the racist misogynists uh, to be taken halfway seriously. He's right, you know. But there uh, are, there are says, at least some women, though, in the FGC. There are a couple, yeah. There are a couple. At, at high levels, I should um, say. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, it's it it is they 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 do I guess they they put on a good face, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The fighting game community puts on a good face where they are usually the high level people aren't like the high level people are like they're fine, you know? They like hey, come on over, but then you get the you get the the dregs and the pools, you know what I mean? And they they are the they are the bastards. Anthony says, well, this is really about ethics and esports journalism. And you, and frankly, you even mentioning the lack of gender diversity is very sexist of you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Mark says, it doesn't have anything, it doesn't have any bearing on whether or not I want to watch any kind of esport. Uh, there's a goddamn oxymoron if there ever was one. <laughs> but uh, maybe they should just put together an all female team to take everyone down. That being said, if I was on a team and someone was pulling the rest of us down, fuck that guy. I want the best players I can I want the best players I can have, male or female, and and fucker is getting in the way of my money. Ed says, I wonder if her girly hands could handle the domineering force of keystrokes or if her woman brain could see <laughs> the high flying action <laughs> on the screen. Also, it's not like she is one of the best Overwatch players, right? This shit is funny. <laughs> he comes back and says, I stand corrected. She must be a cheater. Carrie says, I had interest in Overwatch League until I saw the responses to people investigating why there were no women hired in the league. It all boiled down to, yeah, wow, it sucks that women have to work so, so much harder to get where men are, but it's not like we're going to actually do anything about it. So fuck them. I'm not watching any of it until there's at least one of uh, one team with a woman in a regular lineup. Given that most of the teams are not at their player cap of 12, there's literally no good reason why Kim should Kim, one of the best players in the world, should not be one on one of those teams. Yo, if, that, if that shit is true, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, if that's the case, like. Come on, yo. <laughs> like, you can't hire a mercenary? Like, and, and a good one? Uh, there's literally nothing about video games that give any kind of inherent male advantage. That esports has that esports has been so limited to male competitors is due to shitty culture, not because women aren't actually good enough. Dustin says... She may be the best female player, but does that make her one of the best in the world? Like, I am all about equality and all that, but that's like saying there are no women in the NFL, MLB, NBA, or NHL. Uh, I guarantee that if she was one of the best players, she would have been on a pro team. It's in the best interest of the general manager to make the best team they can. Plus, watching people play video games is so boring. Why, why do people even want to do it? I don't know. Why did Amazon pay a billion dollars to acquire Twitch? Yeah. Money in it somewhere. Um, as You know, it's hard to quantify if she's one of the best players in the world. Um, it is tough to quantify that. And also, too, I don't know, like, does she solo queue? Does she have a regular team that she plays with? Like, Because obviously, like, someone could be a really good solo queue player but not work well in a team dynamic. That is certainly, certainly yeah. possible. Certainly possible, but... Like I said, if, if yeah. the pros are like, yeah, she should be here, but she's not, you know, then not, one would think that she deserves right. to be there. That's that's the crux of the issue. Like, I understand J- Dustin's argument. Like, he's like, uh, you know, I, I get it. But at the same time, like, all the evidence points to her being incredible to the point where she had to prove that she wasn't cheating. She's just good. And like you said, that the pros are like, yeah, wow, it'd be really awesome. She would be a boon to have on on a team, just not our team. Like that, that logic doesn't make sense. 
Daniel says, I know uh, Counter-Strike Go had uh, their own women's league. Maybe that's something other esports should do. Uh, I don't know how divided these skills are compared to physical sports. Um, Yeah, like Carrie said earlier, I don't think that that, uh, women and their women brains are any different than men and their man brains when it comes to um, when it comes to this. The only physical thing you have to do is you know, move fingers and have stamina. And some of those kids don't even have stamina. They're sucking down monster energy drinks and fucking Red Bull like it's like it's water. Um, Mark says, after talking to a friend that follows Overwatch top tier play a lot, Kim Giguri is a top player, a top tier player by far. However, she is not generally considered better than any currently uh, restored player. Uh, Maybe that's rostered player. Um, She also has some large weaknesses on hero variety that hurt her on some maps in top level play. There are other males better than her and some current players playing uh, that were passed over because of language issues. Now, based on this information, I have no issues with it. Uh, in general, most female gamers I know generally are not competitive about it. Not saying that can't be, but with fewer women wanting to be competitive about it, it's natural that fewer stars will come of it. Um, if what Mark says is true about, um, you know, uh, Giguri having um, serious weaknesses, uh, look, I, I I don't know. I believe you. I'll take you at your word. Um, but again, those like why isn't that used as an excuse for not having her on this? For not having her on your specific team? Uh, you know, you don't want to be you don't want to be insulting, right? But and say, well, she's got weaknesses, but you don't want to bring her on your team, which is, again, insulting the way you frame her as this really good player. So, which is it? I don't know. Terrell says, what is the marketing towards female players? I honestly think that if they were trying, that we could see more female teams in the future. That, that for this game, I'm not buying that excuse, considering that half of the, half the roster in the game is female. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jake says it's not about being the best player. It's about being the best team player. And if she was then, if she was, then someone would, if she was that, and if someone, she, it, would, if she was, then nobody, no doubt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Commas, man. Like y'all fucking me up. Uh, if she was, then someone, uh, would no doubt grab her up. She doesn't fit someone's bill. Uh, despite clearly having enough exposure, not good enough doesn't mean sexist. And Malcolm says lack of gender diversity and racial diversity and a gorilla named Winston. Yeah, I got nothing. Apologies, guys. But what about that Street Fighter Five AE though with Abe Lincoln? <laughs> uh, this was, I, I, I enjoyed this question. And oh, there's, the there's two more responses, by the way. 
Oh, uh, I'll, I'll read them. I have them in front of me. So please. Michael says, uh, this is my first time commenting. First time, long time. Thank you, Michael, uh, on a question, but just wanted to reemphasize some things I said in response to one comment. Uh, I'd be 100% okay with them leaving her off if they had said they felt she didn't match the level of competition and skill or her personality didn't mesh well with other players after they gave her a shot at trying out for their teams. But there doesn't seem to be any indication that anyone did give her a serious shot. If so, then I will agree that she doesn't need to be on there if they felt truly that she wasn't a good enough player. But it seems like from the answers given by the team representatives that they thought never occurred to them to actually give her a chance. If this is the case, hopefully people will be a little more thoughtful about how they build their teams and make sure to consider people from all types of backgrounds. Until then, they should expect to get this type of blowback from their decisions. Hopefully they care enough to address it properly. And then Evan uh, wraps it up by saying, why not sign her? It would bring more positivity to the new league and get people interested in it, plus promote gaming among young female female gamers being able to see that there are females in the top tier of a sport. But this league is run by egotistical men who only think that females can do is give interviews to awkward gamers. And And I think that point's a salient one. Like, think of... The message it sends, like, "Hey, we have this, we have this woman who's great at this game, and she's awesome. You know, you, you know, you should check it out too, even if you're, you know, not akin to Overwatch that sort of thing. Because because yeah. all because all not having diversity does is shuts other people out from getting into it. Yeah, I think, and, and you know, the people who run this league don't care about diversity; they care about the bottom line, and that's dollars." Mm-hmm. And they want they want eyes to see it because that's the more eyes to see it, the more you know potential revenue you can make. This uh, this question was good. The um, the responses were better because I feel like we had a very wide variety of reasonable responses uh, and different points of view and and um, nuance too, which is weird yeah. because I I mean we got this stuff from the internet. So, <laughs> well, you know, I was little, I was a little uncomfortable with the amount of nuance in the conversation. I got to tell you, the uh, the people that listen to this show are incredibly smart. As uh, we make uh, racist black man look like monkey jokes. No, you, <laughs> you made racist <laughs> black man jokes. Yeah, I, I did not. I uh, I I really enjoyed this question. I enjoyed the all the responses. Um, and I see, you know, a couple of these responses got me thinking, uh, about thinking in a, in a, in a different way about it. Um, and I don't know what the answer is to be quite honest with you. Well, that's, Um, that's the hallmark of a great discussion topic. There is, there is no real answer, Micah. Yeah. So, so very good. There you go. Well, you guys did a good job. Like I said, you, you, you all did a terrific job this week with the question of the week. I, I, I figured this would get some some thoughtful responses, uh, which is yeah. why I chose it. So uh, that is the show this week. Uh, make sure if you are not part of our fan group, you go to densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, quite the community we are building over there. It's a good time. Uh, it leaves a five-star review just like Adam did. Uh, we will read it on the air just like we did today. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at densepixels. Um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, or any other podcatcher that you use. And uh, we have a Dense Pixels Twitch channel. Um, check that out there if you are one that uses Twitch TV. We all also have our own individual channels. Um, I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd. And Carrie is Sup It's Carrie. Um, so that is it for us this week. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Till then, see ya. See ya. <laughs>